You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 179th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. It's Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, the center of the universe. <laughs> wow. wow. Feeling good tonight, huh? Feeling cocky. Yeah. Pretty you know, jazzed up. I've got a chai tea latte here, and I am feeling spunky, guys. Wow, Guess who nice isn't feeling spunky? Guess who's feeling who's a little down on himself right now? Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, this this guy. <laughs> negative know Nancy. Why? Wanna, know why, wanna know why I'm negative Nancy today? Did you do a bike race? No, I did a bike ride. <laughs> you probably had to do a road ride. Yeah. And, oh, no, I did that a road would ride. ruin my day. I woke up. Woke up in the morning. Little sprinkles mm-hmm. outside. Go outside and get my windproof, you know, rainproof vest on. I'm like, hey, it's raining. So I put on my Moots cycling cap. Go get on my shoes. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm ready to go. I leave. Get all the way up there to the start. I forgot my helmet. And boy, do people really want to tell you that you forgot your helmet when you honestly just made a mistake and forgot your helmet. But oh my God. Well, I believe a certain someone on this very podcast has made a big stink about people wearing their helmets on a ride, Tim. Yeah, I mean, if memory serves. If memory serves, we can go back in the archives. I have always said, hey, you should wear a helmet on your ride. However, I am... Not a helmet Nazi. If someone chooses not to wear a helmet on the ride, I have always stood the line that, you know what? It's their head. They can do whatever, you know, like that's their choice. It does not impact me. And I'm not going to go up to them and say, where's your helmet? And then go, oh, you know, I forgot it. Wrong ride, wrong day to forget your helmet. And then like someone said that to me. I was a little like, wow. It's like I was a helmet leper. Why didn't you just uh, put the put the pump in the spokes and then ask them how their helmet worked. <laughs> I don't. And then I, you know, so then I joke around and I put it up on Instagram and friend of the podcast, Jen Kratz, all the way from Miami. Told her, what is she, what's her comment? Not like, Hey Tim, looking pretty awesome in that sweet boots cap. No, her comment is where's your helmet? <laughs> like we eat our own Not in the too. cycling world. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's, Yes, wear your helmet if you're on a bike ride. But if someone doesn't wear their helmet, it's their own choice. It's not the end of the world. It impacts you in no way whatsoever. Yeah. You've seen worse than someone get hit by a car without a helmet. I don't know. I don't understand it. But I mean, <laughs> well, a every, everyone just knows that they're not worried about you. They're worried about that inevitable tagline in the story afterwards that says, "Right, cyclist, yeah. cyclist hit in hit and run was not wearing helmet." But can we just? I mean, I looked really cool without a helmet. Oh, no, I, mean, I bet you look super why, Euro Pro. Yeah, yeah. super reason, awesome. Yeah. There's a reason why, you know, some people yeah. would probably choose not to wear helmets because you don't look awesome <laughs> when you're wearing a helmet. You know, yeah, honestly, you like, I, I bought that argument for a long time, but then helmets got really good. 
Like they they don't look bad. Like I yeah. feel like they look like part of the uniform, and mm-hmm. it was no big deal. But then arrow helmets happened, and now I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, no, they look pretty stupid yeah. again. So yeah, guess who, the most, guess who had the most arrow helmet on the ride today? Before I mm-hmm. turned around because it was just kind of weird riding at the back. This guy, I had the most arrow helmet because I wasn't wearing one. Oh, do you mm-hmm. have the the cycling cap backwards, all uh, Ulrich style back in the day? TT ready. <sighs> like, kind of puffed yeah, that up would have been much more arrow actually I, I will say it It does look weird seeing people ride without a helmet now yeah um but it's not even like do people how many people out there ride without a helmet to make some political statement like it's kind of to the point now that i almost want to yeah. <laughs> just to be that guy because it was ridiculous like where's your helmet oh yeah i, agree. I mean i will say hey, it, man, was really, here's, it was really it was here's, super here's embarrassing Tim, I know you were embarrassed. I know you didn't mean to. I know you're not one of those people that's trying to prove a point or whatever. (laughs) And there are those people out there, which is awkward. But, uh, you know, hey, man, if it's not your ride, then it's not your rules, right? Like, if they're like, hey, we do this ride every whatever Sunday morning and helmets are required, then helmets are required. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. It sucks. Like, but <laughs> the worst I, part I was, wouldn't, if it was my ride, I wouldn't have turned you away and I wouldn't have really made a big deal about well, it, but I don't blame anybody for being like, eh, sorry, bro. Like the bike no, shop no or, one turned or me away or whatever. <laughs> well, at least no one turned me away because of, I wasn't wearing a helmet. It was probably just because of me. Well, no, but I'm they, not, I'm not saying they, that they would, but I'm saying if they had, it would be fun. Yeah. It was just, I showed up and the funny thing was my teammates show up and the first one is just like, hey, where's your helmet? Or he goes like, hey, sweet, no helmet. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I felt my head, and I, all I felt was my, my cotton hat helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't there, yeah. and I was like, That's, oh, no. Yeah. And I just had that face of like, I'm an idiot. Like, I forgot my helmet. Just like it I feels, forgot my yeah, shoes. Yeah, if you have a hat on, <laughs> you have a hat on, and it feels like there's something on your head. So you're like, yeah, obviously it's my helmet. <laughs> on the way over, a friend of the podcast, Eric Alsami, was going the other way. And he like sees me, and uh, he's like, "Oh hey," but I'm sure the whole time he's like, "Where was Tim's helmet?" <laughs> anyway, probably but, it's probably like um, uh, the ga- the uh, Orlando Sentinels like writing a story right now of like, "Where is Tim's helmet?" Like, <laughs> we saw Tim the other. Helmet. He just the, the, he didn't the, have a helmet. Like, it's probably you know calling around, getting some sources, figuring it out. I, like, was it in the shop? Like. So you leave it in the dishwasher because yeah. it was too stinky. You try to clean it. That's a good idea. Hey, I, I just want to throw this out there that most people probably didn't even notice. I wasn't wearing a helmet because A, they don't care, and B, I was at the back of the ride anyway. Okay. <laughs> so they're just. <laughs> Two things. Everybody noticed <laughs> for sure because it looks weird as hell when somebody shows up now without a helmet. It's just like a part of the culture. Like, mm-hmm. It's like you forgot your bibs. You know what I mean? It would be just <laughs> or as bibs like, over the jersey. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Just as odd. Um, but yeah, so if you hung out at the back of the ride, that's totally fine. I think that's a legit, and that's a you know a respectful move of the ride, too. It would be like, hey, guys, I fucked up. I don't have time to leave, but I'm going to just hang out back here. I'm not going to, you know, get So if you ever find yourself, I'm sure. If you ever find yourself without a helmet and you're that guy <laughs> on the ride, make sure you tweet us at the Slow Ride Pod and just say, hey, no helmet. You're not alone, Tim. And then this brings us there, into little guys. Is there like a segment. Walmart nearby? There had to be where you could just go grab a fifteen dollar uh, kid's helmet. That would have been amazing. I yeah. was wishing that I had one of those folding helmets. 
You know, yeah. like, oh, that still don't really fold down that much, but people are like, hey, it folds. <laughs> anyway, so this brings us to uh, Little Guy's favorite um, segment, Cycle Cross Corner. Um, oh, little is guy, it? Because that's there's a some straight segue because they wore helmets. Apparently there was some bike racing through the Home Depot parking lot uh, this weekend. Uh, what do we got? Oh, yeah. So Saturday was uh, Jermarket Cross. I don't know how to pronounce that right. It's the one where they, yeah, they go through the uh, loading dock. They've got the sandbags out. they got the, the plywood. They've got all the home supplies on course. Uh, the sand pit is framed by people putting their drinks on pallets of stuff. It's great. <laughs> Um, there's also like clouds of smoke every time they came through the sand pit. Um, did you guys watch this race? I'm going to assume not. (laughs) No, no, no. Okay. This, this race made me more nervous than any cross race this year because no van, no Matthew Vanderpool, no Wout Van Aert and no Lars Van de Haar. And so it was all your Michael Van Tornouts, your Sweeks, all your fourth through sixth place guys, which I'm a fourth through sixth place guy in the past. And so I know that feeling when you show up and you expect to get fourth and then you look at the start list and you're like, oh no, I could win today. And you get extra <laughs> nervous, you know, because you're like, yeah. oh, wait, CJ's not here and Thompson's not here and Bauer's not here and Bergman's not here. Oh, oh that's pressure on me. I have to, I have to, I have to put in a result. I can't just pass it off at those, that those guys always beat me. And, um, <laughs> So I was like super nervous at this race. And I think so were a couple guys because on the first lap, David Vanderpool and uh, Sweek both ate it on the little barriers. <laughs> like I think they were a little too gung-ho. Um, and then I, the whole race was great because, at least great and painful to watch because Michael Van Tornout, who a week ago at Euro Championships got super pissed when mm-hmm. Tunert's beat him for the podium like threw his bike superman he gets a huge gap on the first lap but who's chasing him the whole race two nerds and he's mm-hmm. clawing back and he's clawing back and you just you know it's gonna happen and you know how heartbreaking it's gonna be after it's the guy who just pipped him for a result last week yeah and he gets him he rides off for the win two nerds with the win Sweek comes back after that and gets second and i think corn van kessel or somebody gets third but the most exciting thing okay. about this race okay. is that, uh, that uh, oh, I forgot. Ah. Okay. Did they? Tom they, Houston, they I'll t- no, I'll t- sixth place, uh, Tom Bunny Hoppin' Turbo Tom, or whatever the hell his kangaroo name was. Tom Houston, sixth place. He's back, baby. Sixth place in the also ran race, and he's back. Okay. I don't know. Here's here's my okay. takeaway from this race. Let's hear your take, and then I'll tell you what happened today because you from don't know junk, what happened today. Junk Market Cross, where they race through the Home Depot parking lot, and all yeah. the all the pallets are lining the uh, the course, and you can crash into some sod or mm-hmm. or awesome. fertilizer, or whatever. It, it is one of the ones to watch. Now, my biggest takeaway, and I, I did not watch this race because I was uh, at Northampton uh, all weekend for the UCI races there, but um, was the 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 flyover, the home-built sort of flyover it was majesty cool. that they had it going was, on? Yeah, with a truck? Yeah, they basically yeah. took a flatbed trailer, like a full 53-footer, yep. and just <laughs> pointed it up into the air, like propped yeah. it up somehow, and then built a ramp down from the other side. Oh, it was really amazing. cool. You got to check crazy. it out, Tim. It's super long then in one direction, you know, because it's yeah. like they're riding up the whole flatbed, and then it's super like, it's a really 
sharp downhill. It's a it's one of those triangles that's not a right angle triangle. It's yeah. a not an isosceles triangle either though. It's another one. It's the other one, yeah. I don't think it's an acute triangle either. It's there's got to be another one for what this is. It's obtuse. You're obtuse. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's good. It was a good race. All right, and then right. so today. What wait, wait, was this one better? Was the Home Depot cross better than Muddy cross today? Because all I know is Gobert. it was muddy today, from what I've heard. Uh, well, so today you had all the big stars. You had Walt Van Aert back. You had Lars Van Der Haar there, and you had Matthew Vanderpool. So you had you kind of knew what you were going to get, but it didn't actually really work out that way. It was good. It was muddy. You had Vanderpool crushing everybody. You had Aert, uh, Walt Van Aert not going super well, but you had a lot of mechanicals, including Vanderpool had a mechanical halfway through the last lap jammed his chain and Walt Van Aert came by him, took the win. Oh, and like Vanderpool had been leading yes. since number the one second turn number. or something. I mean, like he had just been winning the entire time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of heartbreaking. But wait, 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 wait. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking is he lost. We spent like the entire season being like, what's up with who's oh. when is Vanderpool gonna lose? And then he loses and you're like, it's heartbreaking? You guys have been doing that. I like watching him crush everybody. <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I don't like look, I know I know mechanicals are part of cross and that's just the way it goes. Like everybody had mechanicals in a crazy muddy race like this, but like yeah. whatever. While Van Aert's not the best, he might have the world champions jersey on, but Vanderpool's like a thousand times better than him. And I don't really like, uh, like, see, <laughs> not the best rider think, win on a day think, like this. Do you think Vanderpool is like getting lazy? Do you think he's like, oh, slapping the bike together like, like the like night rabbit, before the race, like rabbit in the hair or the he's uh, showing up, the hair? he's showing up uh, like t- ten minutes before registration closes to grab his numbers. <laughs> and he's like, ah. You know, whatever. I'm just gonna roll off the front and like kind of missing his call up and pushing his way through, like that kind of thing. He's on the super um, rookie diet plan. I'm just gonna have some ice cream before the start of the it's race. Fine. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't. Hand ups. I don't know if he's had a mechanical this year. Last year, didn't he have his crank fall off? I think that was a little <laughs> more embarrassing when one of his crank arms fell off last That's year. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, Did it expose the, the motor? No. Well, we'll talk about motors later. But the the craziest thing about today's race. Is is not that Wout won and Vanderpool had a mechanical or that uh Tunerit's got second. It's that fourth place Klaus Van Tornout. <sighs> what the hell? Where has he been? He's been hiding for three years without a top ten basically back and then fifth place Spencer Eat It, Humble Pie, Tom Mewson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Ooh, tastes That's good. Fair enough. Two thousand twelve is back, you guys. That's pretty cool. That's pretty I, cool. And uh, where's I, Kevin I, Powell's? Uh, well, Kevin Powell still sucks. Um, <laughs> eighth. That's that's disappointing a, for the drive. A minute back, club. Kevin. Tim, I'm sorry. I know Kevin is your favorite, but Kevin just looks slow and nervous. Like I watched a few parts where they would hit technical sections, and you'd see these young guys. <laughs> Tim turns off his video so he can cry and not have me see. Um, <laughs> and. There was parts where he just looks slow on the technical features. So, I think he's still got yeah. the legs, but I don't think he's got the skills or like the the nerve currently. Now, all I've been watching, um, the only updates I've been getting on the cross racing lately is uh, the live tweeting from Anon 
CX, which has been uh, fantastic. So follow Anon CX on uh, Twitter for all the live cross updates. Was there a women's race in this weekend? Uh, Sané Kant, I'm assuming, uh, won? Yeah, there was. And it always I... happens when I'm like uh, changing diapers and trying to get a baby situated and not. Mm. So usually what happens on the weekends mm. now is that I do all the baby things and I try to turn the computer on. And by the time I get it on, uh, like today, I got Eller. He's get playing the with a toy. He's cool. And... I get all the pop-ups. Yeah, right. I totally had yeah. to close like 10 pop-ups. I do it. And then I'm like, what am I seeing? What am I? I'm watching sixth place come across the line. Damn it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So um, I didn't well, get to watch I know, any of those. I know today Ellen Van Loy uh, pulled out a victory. Okay. Uh, on the last lap it sounded like i didn't watch it again um yeah but it sounded like it was a really pretty thrilling race so that's cool that's all i see and on twitter is like hey women's race way better than the men's race <laughs> yeah yeah it has of... been most of the time lately i would like to watch more of them i i wish a lot of times it would flip in order because i just can't get up and get everything situated in time for the women's race you know yeah. a lot of times I don't. Uh, I didn't pull up the the results for Junk Market Cross, so I don't know uh, who won that one on Saturday. I, Do you know? Junk Market Cross. Oh man, I don't so know good. who won it. I'll look it up. Well, okay. Spencer, while I look it up, we'll get the update. What happened at uh, at Northampton? Northampton. Northampton. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, Hampton. We had uh, we had our big UCI weekend here, uh, the second round of the Victoria series. Um, we had a lot of uh, a lot of excitement. So um, Stephen Hyde was there racing, uh, first time back there in a while. We had Curtis White, we had uh, uh, Jack Kisserbeth, Scott, Scott Smith, all those all those uh, you know big names beating each other up in the men's race and in the women's race. We had Emma White. Um, Ruby West down from Canada. We had Arlie Kemmerer. We had Becca Farringer. Um, so it was a uh, it was pretty exciting races. Um, Emma White and uh, Curtis White both won on Saturday. Double and, White. Uh, Emma White won again on Sunday. And yeah, you say it was a whiteout. It was three, three out of four. It, it was kind of a whiteout, yeah. <laughs> and um, today, actually, I left before the ends of men's race, so I actually don't know who won. But uh, Curtis was off the front, so I'm assuming that he doubled up as well. But yeah. anything could have happened. He had uh, one to go, and I left. So now, is Northampton Spencer? Is that the biggest of all the uh, New England races over, um, like Gloucester, or you know, wh- where does it rank on the level? I would I would say um, Gloucester is probably still the biggest. Um, uh, you know, that kind of still has the clout to draw a lot of people from other areas. Um, Northampton's starting to, though. It's definitely running close second. Um, like I said, Hyde was there Saturday. Hyde was not there Sunday, but Powers was. So it's just, it's like all those guys live in the area, so it's really easy for them to show up, which is, you know, pretty convenient. So Yeah. Um, if you so had to what, rate do- the cross and if you had to rate the, the course and everything, would you put it above or below... Um, KMC Crossfest in Connecticut. I would put it above because I would put literally any race you would name above KMC. <laughs> Was like, um go ahead and try. You you can put the Durand Road Race for that has no been Whoa. no longer a thing for ten years 
as a cross course yeah. up against KMC, and I would Durand's say it was one a of the better classics. It's one of the five monuments <laughs> yeah. of cycling. You guys. I got to uh, say, if, if the Duran Road Race still existed, their registration would be through the roof by how much we talk about it relative yeah, to so like much the. <laughs> I mean, I think we could bring it back at this point. Yeah, we should. That's yeah. our money making. So, we, gold. Now, after the well, lap coming Spencer. up, we do have a oh. top corner draft corner. So mm-hmm. we do have a couple more things that we do need to get to. And before we get into a Klein corner that little guy is going to bring to the table, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, hit a couple of yeah. news things. But what do you got, little guy? I was wondering, Spencer, how was Powers mm-hmm. racing? Because we heard last week he had the issues with his heart at the Pan American Championships last week. Um, yeah. How, yeah, how we was should, he doing? Uh, we should actually discuss that, yeah, because we, we were confused last week because uh, we recorded the day that that race happened. Um, yeah. So we, we hadn't heard yet what happened, but uh, he did end up pulling out, and we were wondering if he had a mechanical. No, he had a biomechanical, so his heart rate was really high and not going down, and he didn't want to do any damage to himself, so he pulled out, uh, which is a smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's got himself checked out uh, and got an AOK from his cardiologist and was out there racing Sunday. And uh, he looked fine. He was uh, up near the front of the race. I think he was running fourth uh, when I uh, last I saw. So okay, um, good. Yeah, seems like uh, you know it's a, a apparently a thing that happens to him every once in a while, and it's a weird deal. Uh, but it's not a constant thing. So um, just something he's got to look out for. And uh, yeah. but seemed uh, seemed like he was firing on all cylinders. So no problem. All right. Good to hear. It's a good. Good question, little guy. Thanks for uh, making sure we covered that because I do remember did seeing that news and I was like, whoa, we, sh- we should probably talk about that since we were just yeah. wondering if he gracefully was passing the baton to Stephen Hyde at the, yeah, uh, we, at the race in uh, Kentucky. We got a couple I threw of, him uh, under the bus. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple of tweets and an email uh, with that info too. So I want to say th- thanks to, uh, to all the folks that tried to inform us because, yeah, like I said, we, we hadn't heard that news before uh, recording last week. So it's always good to have people looking out for so, us, uh, correcting yeah. our errors or ignorance and they, yes. they they're few and far between so we're we appreciate everyone there to uh, help us out <laughs> um local news but it will um knowing uh knowing the man himself behind this uh we have a U- usada positive that has been murmuring through the uh <laughs> facebook community of minnesota and that's jay hollywood henderson longtime supporter of local cycling in minnesota yep. you may know jay henderson from his bike shop hollywood cycles which Finds a way to get their sign in the finish line shot. Almost, I, I think they're better at it than Dirk Hoffman because they've been doing it for longer than the Dirk Hoffman Motorsports at every race that I seem to go to. They even had the World Championships with Sagan going up the hill. Jay Hollywood Henderson was uh, popped by USADA for uh, THC, which is comes from marijuana. And anyone yeah. that knows uh, Team Hollywood Cycles, THC, uh, was, was not surprised. <laughs> Um, and Hollywood has already changed his Facebook profile photo to be a picture of him with USADA's Most Wanted underneath. He's anticipating a six-month um, suspension. I think it's uh, ridiculous that USADA would go after someone for a uh, THC um, positive. Yeah. It's, I think it's re- 45-plus Masters racer who is an awesome guy. I don't know. I just It's so ridiculous, and they picked the wrong guy to mess with because – Hollywood does not shy away. Like he's not going to just be like, "Oh, okay, you got me." He's going to be like, "Hell yeah, you got me!" And this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it really is ridiculous, and especially with how much 
you know, how many states have been legalizing and stuff and that, that we're still like, what, what competition benefit are you gaining by smoking a lot of weed? I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't think any, but it does seem like a thing that shouldn't be on the ban list anymore. His like Facebook profile would update what he was like. Yeah. The letter, the, you know, I got the letter from USADA. I was Mm -hmm. high real high in THC <laughs> or whatever and you're just like oh man i i love hollywood style i've learned a lot from it i remember still to this day the first time i ever met him i have respect for the guy and i just to get pop for THC to me seems like a waste of the USA cycling money to pay USADA to go out to go do these testing and yeah. sure there's maybe other reasons and he won the race and maybe there's other reasons in the field. I don't know why, but to concentrate on a 45-plus Masters racer is ridiculous, in my opinion. Unless it's in Florida, and then it probably makes I, more so sense. I'm pretty sure it was random. I don't. I mean, I don't know if the field choices were random, but I'm pretty sure the race, like they were going to come to one race in Minnesota during the cross season, and so they came to Green Acres. Which and was then they like pull 45-plus. I don't know why they pulled that. I mean, maybe that's something else, but I'm pretty sure well, the choice been- for was just like they had to come to one. Yeah, and, and you know that's our everybody always asks like, where's that extra five dollars going for that I paid for on this license? Blah blah blah, and that's what it is. You know they're they're coming out to local races now. And uh, when I was down in D.C. for D.C.C.X., Usada was there on on Saturday, you know, taking tests. So uh, I mean, this is what we're always asking for, right? Is like, do more testing. Where's our money go for? Where is the yeah. testing? How come we pay for this? Nobody's ever here. And now they're here, yeah. And there are rules, and they may be dumb. Some of them. But well, this rules, one's dumb. This is dumb. and everybody is aware of them. And uh, it's dumb hey, to man. go after someone for. I don't I think don't. I don't think they were going after anyone. I don't think they're going after him. I think they just got. I mean, look, we, I, if you look at Facebook, Bauer posted his his. Josh Bauer posted from that race. I think it was from the same race that he's he passed his drug test. You know, so yeah, um, they did the um, one twos as well. Did, let me just put it this way: what. Hollywood once won a race, and his finish line salute when he was coming across the line was pantomiming smoking a bowl. Um, so that was, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's it basically it's not a secret. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> like, need to that's, test him. That's the joke. <laughs> you that's wasted the, joke, the testing yeah. money. That's they could have just said, you know. "Hey, hey, Hollywood, are you high?" And he'd been like, "Hell yeah!" And then <laughs> they'd have been like, "Okay," you know, like it. Yeah, it's silly, but at the same time, like I, I think Jay is he, he'll deal with it just fine. He'll he'll roll along and he'll be when back. His little, when his little band is over, he'll be he'll be back to doing the same thing. And it's and, you know, life goes on. No big deal. But I do not, uh, you know, I don't think them doing their job within the rules as the rules are written right now is a bad thing. You, you know, know, like it sucks, but, you know. Hey, if if some masters racer from wherever <laughs> Oklahoma got busted, we'd be laughing right now, being like, "What an idiot!" Well, yeah, but you if know? he got busted so, for something that was real, I guess this isn't this isn't. I just think it's good. I don't know what half the stuff people get busted for is, whether it's real or not. You know, well, like but, people get busted for appetite suppressants. I'm like, is that really a thing? Yeah, I don't that's know. real. The Schlecks, man, Schlecks. Well, I know, but like. <laughs> I just I think if we want to grow cycling, you got to let people smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, good points all around. Uh, good points from Spencer, especially that if it was someone in Oklahoma, we would be laughing because we love Oklahoma on this podcast. Love Oklahoma. Um, next up is uh, 
Next in the news was Phil Guyman making friends with his uh, book, and apparently he wrote about Bobby and Consolera's motor thing. That's kind of been the open, you know, joke slash secret, and everyone went nuts. Um, I just want to say, like Guyman, I really want to like, but then sometimes I just think that he creates his own uh, controversies all the time, and then he like pulls the. Uh, why doesn't anybody want me on the team anymore? I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, I don't know anybody like that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What do you? I mean, what do you guys think? I I only read the quote from the book, which I have to say, I'm a little like, I don't know. It just seemed a little. Uh, does he know something? If he knows something, tell us what yeah. you know. But but just sort of talking some trash and a cancel era. Through a book seems, I don't know. That seems like a good ploy to get a lot of publicity and sell some books. <laughs> a good ploy for to sell some it, books. Yeah. It does. If you guys heard, I haven't heard anything from Cancellaire. I'm assuming he's just like, I'm not even. I'm not you even know what Cancellaire is doing? He's rolling over in his millions right now saying, meh. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, I don't know. Has any new evidence come out? I haven't heard anything. I just don't think I, it was that big of a deal, but then it like blew up and it was in a book and I think Guyman was probably trying to make a joke, you know, like, oh, well, screw that dude. He probably had a motor in his bike. And then it was like, ha ha. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, did he? Like, we're going to investigate now. And you're like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, did he? Yes, he had a motor in his did bike. He? Absolutely. I would, I would be willing to bet he had a motor in his bike that day. What do you think, Spencer? Uh, I, I think he was just a fast bike racer. Like, uh, Even after should... watching that video? Yes, even video. after watching that video. What what about you, little guy? Yes or no? You got to take think, a stand. I don't think he had a motor, but I guess I haven't watched that video a thousand times. We've we've talked about uh, this before, Tim, and you've been on the side, I believe, if I remember right, that uh, there's no possible <laughs> way that anybody has a motor because of too many hands handle the bikes, too many you, mechanics, too many randoms. Are you saying I'm a flip-flopper, Spencer? Because that's ridiculous. I, take that I back, sir. I think it might be. Take Maybe. that back, sir. And All right, flip flop fits. You must acquit. <laughs> All right, little guy, what do we got for Klein Corner this week? Um, so, buddy Colin uh, sent me a message to a link on eBay. There's a Klein bicycle paint kit that's up for Whoa. sale right now. Somebody should buy this for me because I'm not going to buy it. Um, <laughs> it's a hundred. Do I do want it? It's currently at 150 bucks. Uh, it's got a bunch of days left. Um, but what it is is it's a metal briefcase full of little sections of Klein oh, tubes with the logo on it. I think in that briefcase all the different colors. It's worth it. Um, in eight different colors. So you okay. got all your colors with your different fades and stuff. And then it's got the sort of brochure. So when the de- guy went into the shops to try to convince them how to do the custom yeah. paint stuff, this is the, the brochure they'd show the shops back in the day. Um, so it's, it's pretty like sick. Traveling salesman's kit. Yeah, it's 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 like foam pad in the inside. It's got a bunch of sections of tube with the Klein logo now, with different colors. Hang on. It's sweet. Is is the does the photo show? Is the handcuff on the uh, briefcase handle that would go to your arm? Uh, mm-hmm. still attached or, or not? No, no, it's, 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 it, there's no handcuffs, so you can, you can trade it, sort of do the thing, like a spy movie oh, at a cafe right, yeah. and stuff. Um, okay. it'd be Slide pretty it sweet to table. have. Dude, I'm telling you, that briefcase would be awesome to have to walk into meetings with. 
Like if you're it's a, a lawyer, metal, yeah, it's a metal briefcase, and it's yeah, just like, like that's custom worth the hundred fifty bucks by the, itself. Yeah, we have to have no, some it, master's level dentist that is on that listens to this podcast that has one hundred and fifty four dollars <laughs> to just buy it now and walk out, and then walk into a meeting with that thing. I mean, this mm-hmm. guys, this is maybe the greatest find on e- little guy. Thanks for bringing this to my attention, and I don't know who brought it to your attention, but that I said Colin, that is the. <laughs> Oh man, that that thing is fantastic. I I when you first explained it, I thought they were actually had the um the bottles of paint too, so you could like no. like we could no, do no. it with our kids. Like, hey, hi Mar, it's craft session. Like, get your mom's uh, bike. And then like, you know, we go and do the 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 storm paint thing, but that is amazing. What a great find. Yeah, mm-hmm. it would be pretty cool. I would definitely take it into every bike shop I ever. If I had to go buy a tube, I would take that briefcase with me and just put it on the counter and click it open and be like, I'd like to buy one tube, sir. <laughs> take the dollar out from inside one of the little colored sections. That um, This is the type of thing you bring to a bike swap and you put a oh. ridiculously high price on and just yeah. to have people come to your table and then you sell them like some other widget. Uh, oh, totally. Bucks. I mean, that would I would be hanging out near this all day and then I would probably buy, you know, a pair of like, of, of Mavic you know cranks or something off the guy for no reason so ah what a what a great find so all right uh spencer let's head into the uh preem lap and then uh we'll get to the uh top corner draft corner sounds good Thanks again for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. And uh, we would like to um, remind you that over at uh, the Wide Angle Podium uh, website, wideanglepodium.com, we have a new store feature. And we're featuring uh, two items up. The first are a limited edition press of um, three different T-shirts. We contracted out um, with a designer, and all of the proceeds are going to um, animal shelters in the areas affected by the hurricane in Houston, and then also in the uh, Florida. So go check out these shirts. I really like them because they're not bike-themed, so they're, you know, it's just a cool shirt to go wear around, and uh, I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah, and you can still secretly be a bike nerd. You know, all the other nerds, it's like a secret handshake. They'll all know. They'll see and give you that knowing look. But, uh, you know, your significant other won't be mad at you for always wearing some dumb bike shirt with some dumb Euro brand some awesome stupid euro brand <laughs> yeah um well my fondry s t-shirt yeah exactly cool. <laughs> kind of like that you know um yeah no they're they're great i think they turned out really good i'm excited about them um you know they are uh running out of time here on the uh on the pre-order so we're gonna have them up until the 15th of november so get on it if you've been sleeping um Get a single one for 25 bucks. Get a three-pack of all three for 60 Save some money. Uh, it all goes to animals. We're not keeping any of it. So, um, you know, it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, we feel good. You look great. And animals get, you know, food and shelter. So can't, can't go wrong. So. And we've also partnered with Endura for a new wide-angle podium kit. We'll be talking about that for a little while longer. We've been taking pre-orders on there. We're going to set a deadline here shortly. Wide-angle podium kit. It's a uh, great-looking kit designed by Spencer. Black and orange theme. I think it looks great. And uh, 
it's another way to support the uh, the podcast and the uh, show. And best part is um, you're going to look uh, really cool when you're at the race start line and you look over and someone else is wearing that wide-angle podium kit. And then you're going to be like, mm-hmm. hey, remember that one episode of uh, Bike Shop CX? When a little guy asked that question about how many holes you could have in a hub and then a rim, and then then the start gun's going to go off and you're at the back, and it's going to be great. Here, yeah. Here's what I want. If you are ever at a start line and you're wearing your, your awesome wide-angle podium kit and you see somebody else in it, I want you to look over and say, do you have a five millimeter? <laughs> <laughs> that's the inside joke, all right? That's, that's the best inside joke you can use at that point. Do you have a five millimeter? I think I'm you should sure have a seven millimeter. <clears throat> no. No, for your chub Seth. hub. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> and then uh, we'd also need to thank longtime sponsors of the uh, network, Health IQ. It's the place to go if you want to save money on your life insurance. They take all types of information about your active lifestyle to uh, get you know put it into the algorithm, and they're going to get you some save some money if uh, you ride your bike fifty miles a week. Pretty simple. Sign up, take a quiz, and before you know it, you're saving money on your life insurance. It's true. Um, yeah, they've they've been a longtime supporter of the show, of the podcast, um, and uh, you know they use. This is a quote from them. They we use science and data. Hey, I know all you guys are on Training Peaks. You've all got coaches. You love science. You love data. You know how it works. They use it too to get you lower rates um, on your life insurance because you're health conscious. Um, they can do it for you for cycling. Uh, it's probably what our audience is going to be best at. But uh, if you're into weightlifting, swimming, running, whatever, like they've got a quiz that you can take to qualify and um, and just sign up and get some more information. They're not, you know, it's, it's, I did it. Tim's done it. I know uh, it, it's, it's pain-free. It's a, uh, it's a pretty smooth process and uh, you know, you're going to be better off for it. Um, HealthIQ.com slash slow ride exactly. is the place to go. Yeah. So, well, at, uh, at the very least, at the very least, just head over to that URL, HealthIQ.com slash slow ride <laughs> and check out the FAQ, you know, yeah, just so you know, it's pretty fun. man, if somebody can explain something better than, than us, it's going to be them. So, <laughs> you know, get your, get your <laughs> questions answered. Uh, don't take it from some knuckleheads like us, uh, get some real info, um, and figure out how you can save some money. Great. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, get back to the show. I'm Dan Chavnoff, and I ride for the Richard Sachs Cyclocross team, and I hate listening to the Slow Ride podcast every week. All right. That time of the show where we go through and we give our reviews that we've got. Two quick reviews. Um, we want to thank uh, NRG Addict for hitting us up. New listener, five stars. Glad I found your show. Hilarious and informative. Keep up the great work with a thumbs up emoticon. Well, thank, thank you for that. You. Very nice of you. Yeah. Uh, we love our five star reviews. Anyone can leave them over at Apple Podcasts. And we got the best asterisk five stars from Evil Kniper. The Slow Ride Podcast is an eclectic, entertaining source for cycling discussion. I love it. This podcast is absolutely, positively, hands down, the best cycling podcast after the Bike Shop CX and Crosshairs Radio. What? Uh, Well, I don't know. That was was sort of a, 
I well don't know. Done. It was a veiled insult, I feel like. No, 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 no. We're still on the podium. That's pretty good. Yeah. Seems yeah, like a plus. I guess you're right. Worked in there. That, that was the most positive, most uh, uh, outgoing, like, friendly review we've had in a long time. Most of the time, it's just people trying to, like, subtly insult us or slip in hidden cappy re- uh, references <laughs> that we're not going to notice. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good noticed. point. So we love we love getting those uh, reviews. We also got um, quite a bit of listener email. Um, first off, I want to give a shout out to Tim Proctor. Thanks for hitting us up on uh, talking about uh, Rollure Magazine and the Rollure Magazine uh, podcast. He uh, said we should go check it out. They do an interview with John Vodder, so um, yeah. probably not at the top of my list. Um, I give a uh, shout out to. Uh, Prentice, all the way up in Pensacola, Florida. As I talked last week, I'm going to be heading up to Pensacola this week, uh, staking out Sluggos to um, see if I can find uh, someone that knows Stephen Hyde for a man-on-the-street interview. Um, Prentice had all types of tips about going up to uh, Pensacola, even offered to uh, set up a bike ride um, for me. And he even said, hey, there may be a Klein Corner in the uh, in the neighborhood. And I know exactly what he was talking about. He was talking about my friend uh, Mark over at... Truly Spoken, which was a shop that uh, Stephen Hyde used to work at, and they've got a ton of clients in the uh, upstairs uh, room and lining the walls of the shop, so always great to get. And um, Kevin Dolan sent us a quick email about the uh, Vout Van Art prank. I don't know if you guys saw this, where he dresses up as like an old man, and he's uh, riding with the uh, the junior team in the woods, and the kids are kind of <laughs> like, who is this? And he's you know stumbling uh, over little jumps and roots and just kind of real slow and slowly he just starts ripping it and the kids are like oh you know it's pretty funny it's a, had like it's, the wool jersey on and yeah yeah like yeah. super old school <laughs> and then uh my uncle um uncle ed who we will be uh seeing when we attack schwamigan the world's biggest mountain bike race um next september yes. uncle Here's ed uh, sent me a link of uh the history of the fat bike so i'm not going to mm. get into that I appreciate that, Uncle Ed, because you're your you're family and love you more than anything. But uh, fat bike history, you really know how to get to us. And uh, <laughs> with that, I think that uh, we need to just roll right away. Uh, oh, real quick. Shout out to a uh, longtime listener and um, supporter of the network, John Senum, who helped me get my uh, my Solar Bears denim vest all set up. He was providing all types of... Uh, insight on how to get this ready with like studs and sewing and fantastic john i appreciate it as a as a former teamster uh thanks for uh, being the uh the union guy for me and with that let's get right into another episode of the top corner draft corner where this month we're drafting cycling movies or scenes of movies that have bikes in them or cycling documentaries basically Bikes and movies. We're going to draft so cast the net out farther. Cast the net out farther. There, there aren't a whole lot of movies about bikes. So we had to, yeah, keep going. Or okay. like a news broadcast once you saw where like a bike rode by in the background <laughs> while they were doing the like a fire yeah. tonight. We could also, we should probably include like cycling related uh, gifts on the internet. Like <laughs> we did have to stretch a little bit, but I, I wanted to uh, get on this uh, movie thing, movie tip, because. You know, the movies we created last time, the buddy cop drama, were so good that how could uh, how could the, you know, those movies not be in our top five? So, well, see, what's weird is, is we had three 
uh, just stellar scripts from that from that draft. And yeah. Yeah. we we have not. I don't know if my uh, my email address went out incorrectly or what, but we haven't got any offers from Hollywood. So mm. I think we need to remind them of all the great cycling movies and, and scenes that they have produced, so that uh, we can remind them that uh, this is a this is a hot market. That's a good point, Spencer. Because I keep so, checking and I still don't have five hundred thousand dollars in my bank account. I'm, I'm yeah. waiting. That's my to, script fee. So, do you think that That's little guy I, isn't getting them because he put his hotmail address on his uh, uh, on his movie script? I probably did. And, <laughs> and they're I like, don't know uh, the password for that account anymore. <laughs> this must be. A I, I need that deposit to clear because that's my Kevin Costner money. You know. Right. Oh, oh so, man. Now right. I picked first last time. Um, Spencer picked last, and little guy I believe was in the middle. So um, yep. let's uh, mix it up a little bit. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, little guy, why don't you go uh, first? Spencer, you can go second, and I'll go – actually, I should go second, and uh, Spencer <laughs> can go third. Um, okay, I'll go first. I don't care. Hang we're on, we're hang doing – Hang on. We're we doing five. Rules. Now, this happened last yeah. time. We got we got upset. Um, we, we all got upset, not just me. Um, <laughs> so we're going five deep, and five deep. we're doing movies that have some – yeah. And I have something to do with cycling, either, you know, plot-wise or, or scene-wise, whatever. Yeah. And are we doing a straight draft, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three? Or are we doing the serpentine, one, two, three, three, two, one, back and forth? I think you Serp- got to go serpentine. You got to go okay. serpentine, All right, man. that's fine. Um, and that's then why you're how going do we judge? How do we judge who <laughs> wins? Like, what is the criteria in which well, we are I think we got to do the standard. We throw it. Like, we, th- we throw like, it to the fans, and well, and we'll on, see over the next week, and we'll decide next week who won. The first one, it was like, well, what's our motivation? Like the first one was, what movies or what would you take to a bar? What racers would you take to a bar fight? I think or something. And then it was like you're drafting a buddy cop movie. So like, what am I? What am I? What is my inspiration here? Am it can I going be whatever for you like. like top I, I grossing. Think- like no, whose no, whose no, list no, no. in the end was no, it's, the, it's was what, the biggest grossing? If we add them all up, I think that's a good one. I think it's going to be what you take to Sundance to try to well, get. Now the, I got to uh, try a different <laughs> different tact. I'm personally, yeah, and I'll tell you this, Spencer. It I'm personally things. going with bike scenes that have that I have uh, really appreciated in movies. So parts of movies I, that I, I it just stuck with me, stuck I in think, my craw. I think Spencer, you can have whatever motive you want. If you want to go top grossing, okay. you could. If you had five Arnold Schwarzenegger riding bike movies and you put those together, I wouldn't even bring that to the bar fight because well, you, you already saw- won. You know, it's often overlooked, but the scene on the bike in Commando is <laughs> Dude, don't so tell us. good. Not as good you as Predators. T- you you gonna pick scene. it? Have you have not seen Commando? Because there's no bike scene in that movie. <laughs> you All should right. really see Commando. <laughs> so, little guy, you go first. All right, I'm gonna start with the subtle one, but this was the first thing I thought of when when you brought this up a few days ago, Tim, as a possibility, which is. Like the opening scene in the Burbs, which I just rewatched the Burbs a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> it starts with like a long tracking shot on a, of the paper boy riding through the neighborhood. But what I really like about it is it's very 1980s. It's a shot of a Schwinn mountain bike down tube. But you get it works as a great shot in that it shows you all the characters. You know, they, they do it as he goes around the cul de sac. All the characters come out. You set the scene. You feel the movie. You know where you are, and now you have the lay of the land. It works awesome. And there's a Peugeot car that drives by in the scene, which you're like, whoa, I thought it was supposed to be in middle America. 
totally takes you out of it for a second. Now you know you're in Hollywood. Wow, I thought you were actually going <laughs> to pick a movie that had to do with bikes. Instead, you it chose had... Burbs. Wait, I, told you. I was going to pick that's scenes. A, that's a big... Uh, it's, a big... Reach. it's a reach for first pick. First it's pick, not a reach. Yeah. It's a good, subtle one. I'm going to get I bigger mean, in terms of the overall participation of bikes. That's the, the opposite movie. of how... That's, that's the Minnesota Timberwolves-style draft pick. Like, oh, yeah. this is, this is going to be so good years no, from now. I would have only picked guards. You know that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to pick well, second. Okay. And the only reason I put myself yeah. second in front of Spencer was so I could pick this movie because mm-hmm. I know it's his number mm-hmm. one pick. So mm-hmm. with that, I'm going to take the greatest bicycle movie of all time. Of course, I'm talking about Rad, starring Crew Jones. And, uh, <sighs> oh, what a classic. I'm sorry, Spencer. You mean, you mean Bill Allen as Crew Jones? Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. Wait, yeah. It's not Rad, Bill Allen. The is greatest it? movie. <laughs> Whose who's love interest, Lori Laughlin, you know. <sighs> and whose nemesis, Bart Connor, is after him the whole time. Ugh. Bart Connor, Olympic gymnast. So good. Well, do you think okay. he ever like was able to live that down, Bart Connor, or do you think he's always just going to be you know the bad guy from Rad everywhere he oh. goes? Mongoose probably their sales went through the roof. Anyway, all right, yeah, you stole Rad. That yeah. would have definitely been my you, first pick. You're but, in my uh, hell track now, baby. Little guy, <laughs> you a fan of Rad? Yeah, it's all right. Is it better than Burbs? What? No, it's yes. not better than Burbs. <laughs> Oh, a hundred percent better. Are the you Burbs is a solid, Wait. solidly good movie. No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Burbs, but how many uh, how many <sighs> chase scenes through a logging yard on BMX bikes do they have? Uh, zero. None. But there's a lot zero. of good electrocution yeah. scenes. A house <laughs> blows up. Bruce Dern falls off a roof. Yeah, they've got all that in Rad too. Uh, there's all no right. Bruce Dern in Rad. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with uh, the most obvious. Big time Hollywood uh, for the masses cycling scene ever made. And that would be the one in E.T., yeah. the extraterrestrial. Uh, so I'm going to go for top grossing and blow you guys out of the water is what I'm thinking here. Was that your uh, was E.T. Spencer? Was that going to be your second pick on the Serpentine if I didn't take red? Um, <clears throat> probably. Yeah, I would have had to get Rad out of the way. It would have been first or second since I got two picks. I had E.T. on there. my list. Um, little guy probably didn't because, um, he's going for the next one. Money Pit, which has an amazing <laughs> bike scene starring Tom Hanks riding down the it, sidewalk, delivering a newspaper. Now, it's, wait, God, I get, uh, getting a I lot get, of shade from you, Tim. <laughs> it's still, uh, my second pick oh, here sorry, in, the, in the, in the serpentine <laughs> yeah. route. So let me uh, let me just jump in. Let me just interrupt you here and do this properly. So for the first pick of round two, I'm not going to go with whatever you just said. And instead, going to go with Friday. Friday. Oh. <laughs> the, yeah, the very, ice, nice, very nice. Ice Cube movie, uh, fantastic, really coming-of-age story, strong bicycle presence within that movie. <laughs> Both in the middle for a great comedic effect and at the end to just sort of remind you that's my bike. My grandma got me that bike. So That's a that's a that's a solid pick, Spencer. I do like that. I I didn't even have that on my list. Um if we're gonna go down this route, um I'm doing the math here. I'm trying to figure out what's gonna be left. So I am just gonna go ahead and take the greatest cycling movie of all time. Um Oscar award winning. And of course I'm talking about breaking away. Um, we've all seen it. We don't need to discuss it that much, but breaking away, uh, made me feel really cool when I saw it. 
Very Italian. That's a solid pick. I'm surprised none of us took it in the first round. Um, I'm shocked well, that nobody sh- took it with the first pick. I'm shocked actually. no one took it with the first pick. But well, I wanted to start small, you know. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna end the second round uh-huh. with. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go big here because I'm worried you guys are gonna take it. I'm just gonna take American Flyers right now. Oh. Okay. Um, enough of this Sunday stroll, right? Kevin Costner and whoever that other guy is with the cowboy hat. It's a great movie. They <laughs> race the Ruskies. They're hairy. The Ruskies are hairy and evil, obviously. Yeah. Not it's at great. all like a, a stereotypical portrayal of them. Like <laughs> No, <laughs> of Russians in the thing. 1980s. Not at all. Yeah. They're hairy and sweaty and mad. Um, it's a great movie. It's got <clears throat> Kevin Costner. What more could you want? Excellent. All right. Good pick. And then um, you get to lead pick, off third Logan. round. What's your favorite scene in American Flyers, though? I mean, the scene where he has the heart problems on the bike or whatever he has the first time and he gets all wobbly and it's steely and they have to like drive the car next to him or whatever no, it's... and try to steady Kevin Costner. The best scene is clearly when the uh, the dad is just <laughs> like a form of parental abuse on his like kid who he, it's like, you're overweight. And he starts yelling at him for not working hard enough. Huh. I don't remember that scene. It's uh, been a while since I've seen it, but all right. <laughs> I'll believe you. <laughs> okay. um, third round, I am going to go small again. I'm going to go big, small, big, small, big, small here. Okay. Right. Third round, I'm going uh, with, I believe it's from 1974. It's a French <laughs> film called Going Places. Um, it's Gerard Depardieu. And, <laughs> Nailed it. And uh, some other dude. I forget the other actor's name. It's a Guy, Guy some other dude. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Dewa is the other guy. Oh, it's it's close. a it's a very 1970s movie. It's very weird and very amoral, and there's a lot of weird sex. But there's a great scene where uh, the two main characters are chased by some like angry villagers or something with pitchforks, and they get on their bikes, and they're these guys are chasing them with pitchforks, and they're on bikes and it's it's just a great scene it's awesome uh go watch it it's a ton of fun the whole movie okay. is kind of i don't know it's a weird i felt very weird about the movie but it's it's, well, it's i feel very popular. weird about that pick um <laughs> hey, it's a great scene check uh, it out <clears throat> well i don't know how i'm gonna for round three i don't know how i'm gonna pick up from that classic pick from look i, I will say i'm gonna watch both of these movies that i have never seen but i am gonna go with uh the next classic um, you know, I really don't want to do, I mean, I don't want to take it, but I feel like I kind of have to, um, mm. I'm okay. going to take Go Quicksilver, ahead. Kevin Bacon. I mean, Oof. it's, it's got, uh, got Nelson Vales at the start. Um, it's got everything that you could possibly want. You think it's based in New York when really it's from the San Francisco stock exchange. There's all the climbs. Is he on a fixed gear or is he on a single speed? How do you get away from the the evil guy that's going to drive his car off a loading dock? Well, I know. You slide out your bike and you go underneath this loading dock. It's so much great stuff in that movie. Quicksilver, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Kevin Bacon called that the uh, most embarrassing thing he's ever done in his career. Are you serious? It's <laughs> got that going for it. Wait, are you serious? Like that? Yeah, absolutely. He oh, hates man. It. <laughs> wow. Uh, so moving along <laughs> to the third pick of the third round, um, 
Yeah, I've got two big budget uh, blockbusters here, and I'm going to continue the trend and go with Karate Kid. Oh, wait, yes, Kid. that's a good one. What is the biking scene in Karate on my Kid? List. I don't Karate remember. Karate Kid at the beginning, he's on his BMX bike going home uh, in, in at night. It's dark. And then the uh, the bad guys, the other uh, karate crew, they Cobra, come up on Cobra dirt Kai. bikes, on motorcycles, and they uh, they force him off the side of the hill, and he rolls down the hill and uh, crashes and rolls down the hill and hates his bike and walks home and throws his bike, and that's when he decides to uh, get real with his karate uh, training. It's oh, okay. Mr. Miyagi. So what's the so the inner the the real moral of the story here is kids don't ride your bike just go straight to karate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Saved a good me. That's a good one. I had Karate Kid on my list. Good scene. Yeah. Um. So and then I get to start off uh, round four here uh, with the first selection in round four, and this is where it starts getting tough because I've got a lot of bangers on this list that I know you guys have not. Well, maybe Tim has them on his list, but little guy definitely does not have these on his list uh, because they're good movies. And God, man, I am. I hope I win so big through this week with all the shade you guys have been throwing at me. A little sunny there in uh, Minnesota. Wow. All right, what are you gonna start right. with? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, with a, another '80s classic along the. Uh, the Karate Kid theme, and I'm going to go with Goonies. Oh, Goonies. Okay. They use bikes all day long throughout that movie, and uh, especially the um, the scene where the, uh, the where the bully like grabs his hand and oh, drives him along with the convertible oh. and like gets him up to like 50 miles an hour and then sends him <laughs> over the edge of the hill. Great stuff. He Goonies. totally sends it over that hill, too. It's great. An amazing movie. Uh, yeah. Lots of bikes, lots of weird eighty stuff. Um, oh. Definitely inspiration for all the Stranger Things uh, stuff that's been going on lately. Bravo on that Goonies pick, Spencer. I, I thought maybe I was going to be able to sneak that with the the last one just to kind of because that convertible scene, uh, you know, hmm. and he's so on the little kid's bike with the training wheels. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yep, um, the training wheels fall off. It actually smokes like smoke starts yeah. coming out of the <laughs> like bottom bracket, like some <laughs> stupid area that you're like well, that didn't happen, but it's amazing. So. So I do feel that um, at this point, I've got the uh, I've got the the serious bike movies out of the way, right? You know, I've got um, Quicksilver, yeah, like, I've got like Breaking, Breaking Away, a, Breaking very away. serious bike movies. I've, I've got Rad. You know, I've got the I've got the uh-huh. legitimate, realistic movies: Quicksilver, Breaking mm-hmm. Away, and Rad. Now we got to go truthful movies. We got to go the movies that so this, tell a story. The, this is where you're losing the plot, is what you're saying. Yeah. So what what okay. I'm going to say is I'm just going to take it Sunday in Hell. The greatest okay. cycling documentary yeah. of all time. Um, there are some great cycling documentaries out there, but um, watching Eddie Merckx eat that bloody steak before the start of uh, Ferris Bay turned my stomach. But man, was it a great, uh, great movie. That's because I think it's Diplomic who eats the bloody steak. Oh, wow. Well. What, <laughs> what, I had it wrong? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, great, yeah, I know what you movie. mean. It is a great movie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a movie I... I almost want to watch every year before Roubaix gets you in the mood. We might have to do a live track watching where we watch Paris Roubaix as you know, the Mr. Science 3000 yeah, yeah. style. And then yeah. we'll, we'll put that in the, uh, the special, uh, I'm into it. Right, some, let's do this somewhere content. recently. I saw that at, at some point there had been a, a live screening of that movie and, uh, the band blonde redhead had done like a live soundtrack of it. Um, 
but I, I don't know when that was or where it was, but I, I do want to get my hands on that and see that. Yeah, it'd be cool. You guys don't know who Blonde Redhead is, but it's fine. Did you, how could you tell? Yeah, <laughs> the total <laughs> silence. But uh, probably some I, I, of our probably some of our <laughs> listeners do. Um, anyway, if you I was going to make a joke that. about what year that would have happened, but I actually could not. I could not pinpoint. Well, there's when... still a, there's still a band, as far as I know. So I think it could have been now. It could have been 1990 or something. I don't know when Blonde Redhead started. So, little guy, what's your uh, fourth and fifth picks? So on the... I got my fourth and. I, so and I got my closer. fourth, and then I might have to give you my fourth um, and not take my fifth right away so I can go Whoa. downstairs to my VHS collection and find the, the tape because I can't remember the name of it. And and, and I know you guys aren't so going to pick it. So you good. guys can just keep the podcast going without me, and I will go get the VHS and, and explain <clears> it to you because it is the most important cycling movie of all time. But the second most exciting, important cycling movie of all time, for me at least, is the first like 10 minutes of the dirt bike kid. <laughs> did you guys ever okay. see the dirt bike kid? No, no, I did no. Not. Okay. It's a stupid movie. It's from 1985. There's a kid. He wants a dirt bike. He gets a dirt bike and the dirt bikes like it's alive and it knows him and stupid crap like that. But when I was a kid at some, at a certain point, my dad had a friend who had a video store somewhere or some shit. <laughs> and we got sent this box of pretty cut rate movies of, of extra stuff that he had. And one of them was the dirt bike kid. And I watched this all the time, but mostly just because in the first 10 minutes or so, he, the kid who eventually gets a dirt bike goes to like a local dirt BMX track in his town Mm -hmm. and he's rocking BMXs. And I was so excited about the beginning. And then the kid wanted a dirt bike. And every time I watched it, which was like once or twice a week, it broke my heart that this kid would get rid of his sweet BMX bike because he had a really awesome BMX bike, and I did not at that point. And he had, like, a sweet (laughs) scene and, like, all these kids hanging out with, like, cool full-face helmets and stuff and, like, jumping tabletops and stuff. And then he was like, nah, I'd rather hang out with this broken dirt bike. Drove me nuts. I know the thing was alive and all, but I hated it. But anyway, that beginning of the movie I would watch because I didn't have any other cycling movies of any kind to watch at that time. So I would watch the beginning of this movie over and over again to vicariously live through this kid's ability to go to a sweet dirt jump area near his house. Nice. Okay. So now you guys go. I'm going to take my pick last because you guys are not going to pick my pick, and I'm going to go find the VHS because it is the most important movie of all time. Okay. Then you're not going to hear our picks. Well, there. Well, I mean, if you want, I can stay here, but I have to go get this VHS. It's very important. Yeah. Okay. Let's just stay here, and you go get it later. <laughs> so, with my last pick, I have a little bit of a conundrum because um, mm-hmm. Spencer's going for the big budget run, which I like because it's not 100 yeah. percent cycling movies, and I feel that we would be doing a podcast a disservice if I didn't mention some of these other cycling movies that you know people definitely have on their list when they're. You know, right now they're they're yelling out loud, Tim, you got to pick this one. You're the only one to save us when they're at the coffee shop um, <laughs> and they haven't made a purchase in about three hours. Um, so they're sitting there. <laughs> There's so many uh, things to go. But, you know, I'm going to go a little bit off beaten track and I am just going to take Wizard of Oz because nothing is oh, scarier Jesus. than the uh, the Wicked Witch riding her bike uh, saying that she was going to get uh, Toto. Yeah, and that's good. She, she rides a mean bike. 
It's awesome. So the Wizard of Oz is on my list. And um, there's a lot of other ones that we can talk about when Little Guy goes and gets his uh, movie. Uh, but there you go. <laughs> my fifth and final pick, Wizard of Oz. All right. Well, my, uh, my final pick, closing out the draft with the exception of Little Guy's, you know, to be determined pick, which we all know is just going to be something French or whatever. Um, my last pick is going to be a little more within the realm of cycling movies than the last ones have been, but still a big budget breakthrough. Uh, you know, I'm sure it won Oscars and Grammys and all that, um, you know, the CMA awards, whatever. Um, uh, gonna go with triplets of Belleville. Triplets uh, of Belleville. Yeah, that was, that was oh, the good, other good, one. Good. That's, that's right there. Solid, solid, pick. solid. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's such a good movie. Uh, you know, fun for the whole family. Uh, yeah, it's just a great movie through and through. Like yeah, classic pick there, Spencer. I, I do like that. Uh, you kind of saved it um, there at the end. Uh, you know, it was really nice. Uh, everyone's seen it. I like that. There's no uh, speaking in that movie. There's just like random sounds, but it tells the story. It's such a well done art film. Now. Um, Little guy's going to go get his uh, VHS tape. So I thought at this point, little yeah. Spencer, you and I, when he unplugs here, we can just list off all of the movies that we know for sure are not one of them. Ready? Okay. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Tell him Large Marge sent you. Great bike scene throughout the cannot, entire movie. Cannot believe that didn't get picked. And I really, I really should have put it on my list. But uh, yeah, some of these other ones just okay. had to be picked. Premium. For, for my theme. Premium um, Rush. You know, Premium rush. No, yeah. it's not going to be that one. That's little, not going to uh, be that one. That's too too JGL. too lifelike for a little guy uh, to pick yeah. that one. Um, Finding so, Forrester um, is another one I on my list. I don't know anything about that. You're one. the man now, wow. dog. Sean Connery used mm. to ride his bike all around. What do you got what on about, your list? Uh, what about the old Napoleon Dynamite with oh. the uh, sweet jump? You, you got know, at least scene with Pedro. You got at least three That's, feet of air with that one, Spencer. Good work. Do you have yeah. another one there? Um, yeah, I've got uh, Rushmore. Do you know the bike scene in no, Rushmore? I don't. Tell me more. So when he starts feuding with Bill, uh, Bill Murray in the movie, yeah. uh, you know, because they both have a crush on the uh, the teacher or whatever. Um, uh, when uh, he starts pulling pranks on uh, Bill Murray and like releases bees into his apartment or something, and Bill Murray goes to the school and clips the lock on his bike and then runs it over with his fancy car a few times and then puts it back on the <laughs> on the bike rack and ties the lock back up, the chain lock, like. So All right. that's a pretty good one. Yeah, another, another right. one. Uh, Nicole Kidman's first ever movie, BMX Bandits. That's a classic, straight out of oof. Australia. Bad movie. Yeah, yeah. terrible. The the, <laughs> the companion, the companion movie to um, the the companion movie to uh, uh, Sunday in Hell. Of course, I'm talking about Stars and Water Carriers. Another classic yeah. uh, documentary, not, on the, one. List. Um, not on the list. I I also have Overcoming. The, Terrible the movie. The story with really CSC. Bad. You didn't like that one? No, no. It's It pales in comparison to uh, Hell on Wheels, the telecom story. Yeah, Hell on Wheels. And I, go to, and then <laughs> I saw that in the theater. The disappointing <laughs> one for me was the Pantani, the accidental death of a cyclist. I thought it was going to be really mm-hmm. good, um, and it was really bad. Like, it just wasn't – it didn't live up to the, uh, so, the movie made by know, the same guy that did none the of us, None of us had Tour de Pharmacy on there, which is – yeah, that's Have any of us seen it? Horrible. Yeah, yeah terrible movie. Yeah. And then um, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, there's other good movies, but Spencer, do you have any others that, that weren't picked that you did have on your list? Well, this one I actually thought maybe Little Guy could go for because it's really abstract and uh, 
and just kind of an off the wall choice. Um, but mm-hmm. a little, maybe a little too mainstream for him. But No Country for Old Men actually has an important scene with bikes in it. Does it? Uh, you may not believe it, but uh, at the end, um, he gets in that car crash. Yeah. And there's kids on bikes oh, who are yeah, yeah. distracting him you know, in the rearview mirror. And then he has to pay one off yeah. uh, to stay quiet about it as he, uh, you know, as he wanders that's off. That's a good point. That's not the only Coen Brothers movie that has a bike. Because what's the one with Brad Pitt? And he's like, oh, you thought it was a Schwinn. That's oh, yeah. The, um, uh, Burn After Eating, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Burn another After classic. That's, that's a, uh, yeah. Way to bring those up. Good, uh, good work. So, little guy, what is the movie that, um, let me just guess, it's Pro, a cycling doc. Oh, nope, I'm wrong. No. Pro is All right, good let one. me read the front cover for you from top to bottom. Unreal Productions presents BMX Extremes, and it's spelled X-Streams. <laughs> That's why I can yeah. never search for it properly on the internet. Blazing action oh, on the new bike frontier. Amazing freestyle aerials. Downhill bikes at 85 miles per hour. Modern flatland moves. Top-notch BMX racing. All the top pros. It's from 1988. I think I was given this in like 1991. I'm pretty sure my friend Ryan Carruth gave it to me because he was a couple years <laughs> older and he was not into these childish things anymore. He was in junior high and he was looking looking at girls instead. Um, this so at, at the point that I got this, I stopped watching Dirt Bike Kid. I've never watched it since, <laughs> and I watched this every day. This changed your for life for a few years. There, it does. It, this movie's so good. Not only because, so there's like downhill bikes on like goofy bikes with fairings going down a mountain. Then there's a sweet <laughs> ramp session. Then there's some sweet Dirtland BMX. Then there's another, uh, there's like a, a flatland section. Then there's a sweet section where they're in an alley and there's a car and they just sort of like bunny hop on top of a broken car and they spray paint it. And then the like Dave Oakler does a bunch of wall rides and stuff. And then it, it finishes like a- up. At the two hip king avert. No, go ahead. Finish it up. It finishes up at the two hip king avert. So you got all oh. the good ones. You got Hoffman. You got Roy Wilkerson. You got Matt Blythe or whatever the dude's name. Vokler's there. Uh, that white guy. I can't remember. Do you that have Dave Mara? First name. No, t- this is before that time. This is when BMX was real. This is the 80s, Tim. <laughs> um, oh, well, guys, I think we absolutely crushed it. No, wait. So, wait, wait. I got to say a few, a few more things about this video. People got to check this out. Okay. You got to find it. It's probably on the on YouTube. It's BMX and then X Streams. So they, they got rid of the E. Probably not there. on YouTube. Um, But this video is great because <laughs> it has all this stuff, but also because the host of the movie who segues you, he segues Sam's you between sections is very terribly green screened in. And he's a dude on a bike with a kind of a cool California surfery shirt or something. And he's got big hair. And he, he goes like, hey, man, I fell on my head. Whoa, these ramps are pretty tall. Between every cut, you know, when they cut between different uh, styles of BMX. And it's so good. But the best part of the movie is... <laughs> you guys gotta There's hear more. They're so good. The best part of the movie... <laughs> is that guy who's the host is sort of put into this scene where Dave Vokler and somebody else, else um, they see a bunch of abandoned cars and they go over to them and they just bunny hop on them until the roofs crush, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So when that they're doing that 
and then the 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 host guy floats into the scene and points off into the distance and says, "Hey, there's a tree over there. Let's get it." And then there's there's like 30 seconds of these guys jumping up like jumping like riding toward this tree and then jumping and then like tail whipping into the tree or like dabbing off the tree. It's so good. And that line, there's a tree over there, let's get it, has become part of my like regular thing to say. <laughs> like it's just a joke I throw out all the time to Caitlin. It's like, hey, look, there's a tree over there, let's get it. I really want to see this, but I don't have a VHS player anymore, so unfortunately. Well, if any, you know, if anybody out there sends me an another VHS player, I'll dub you a copy of this, even though it says right on the side <laughs> I'm not allowed to. But I'm pretty sure Unreal Productions isn't in business anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, I plan on watching this, and uh, oh man, great stuff. Let us know on who you thought win won on the uh, Slow Ride Pod Twitter account. We'll also put the images up on the. Uh, the Instagram account. And with that, we'd like to thank every single person that made it all the way through this podcast. We hope that you would <laughs> you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends. Email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at theslowridepod. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd like we to thank- probably thank uh, BK1 from Rhyme Stairs Entertainment for the intro and outro music to the podcast. That's right. And little guy, what are, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do, little guy, best- when you're out riding a bike? You gotta wave. That's at right. Everybody You're supposed to wave no at everybody, what. even if they're Dave Vocler and he's on Dino. <laughs> dino. This is Tim hey in man, Orlando. I had a Dino. Yeah, I know. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Haro guy yeah. through and through. <laughs> Tim, what'd you have for BMX bike? Did you have a BMX bike? Yeah, I had a Haro. Did you? All right. Oh. Which would you have? Which one? Well, then I went to a hutch, which had a plastic disc what? wheel on the back. You, yeah. had, a you had a hutch? With splatter paint. What the hell? It was black with oh, splatter paint. Do you still have it? No. Got rid of that He's thing in 89. I was making eight, it up. I was eight years old. 89. He Googled. He Googled. the first coolest, bike I ever rode. He Googled coolest BMX bike that Matt and Spencer have always wanted but never had, and that's what he found, <laughs> and that's why he's trolling us right now. <laughs> This yeah, is Tim in Orlando, I mean, totally, Florida. I totally want a hutch. This is Matt in Minneapolis, who's about to go Google uh, Craigslist hutches. <laughs> and this is Spencer in Boston, who's also about to Craigslist hutches. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com. And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. You had a hutch? Yes, I had a hutch. Fuck, it did it have it the cool frame sandy thing at, behind the seat where it had like the extra tubing and stuff? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think so.
Yeah. 